Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. So, Smungosi, yeah? Let's discuss. Um, three weeks it was that he had gone missing from the Bulls camp, and uh, finally he was found, yeah? Mm. Found safe and sound at his father's Thank home. The Lord. Yesterday, we finally got to hear from the Bulls in terms of uh, what's happened, to some extent at least. Yeah. Um, and also what their plans are with Spungosi going forward. Yeah. The rugby nation at large has had its say, at least on the Twitter streets. Yeah, you know how we are on the Twitter streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to patch in Ranier, yeah, who's our rugby analyst here on the show, to share with us his thoughts mm-hmm. on Spungosi and what he believes should happen next. Ranier, good morning. Yeah, can you hear Yeah, fantastic. We can hear you now. Good morning. Ranier, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time, yeah? No worries, man. Uh, first and foremost, uh, grateful that Spungosi is safe and sound. I think we must preface this conversation by saying that because there were a lot of fears that something much worse had happened with him uh, over the past couple of weeks uh, when he was missing. Now, did you, um, I don't know, virtually attend yesterday's press conference? Um, were you able to read up about it? Where were you Look, at yesterday? I mean, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't attend the press conference. I was able to read up about all the okay. whole thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm close with a bunch of guys in the Bulls camp, so we kind of had a kind of like a vision of, of an idea of what was going on before mm. it kind of hit the papers. So, uh, but yeah, like you guys said earlier, like you just got to thank God he was found safe and sound. But yeah. uh, now we can kind of restart this road to recovery. When it comes to mental health in, in, in sports, right, what do you think this will provoke? What are the conversations and what changes do you think that, that, that will be implemented into sporting teams? Look, I mean, I think there's a lot of talking the talk going on with regards to seeing team psychologists and being referred to psychologists, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is that the conversation isn't really had at large uh, in, in, in any sport. Um, Rania, we've, we've lost you. Rania, let me just stop you there. Rania, can you hear us? Okay, he actually can't hear us. Um, we're going to try Patrick here back in, uh, and yeah, continue the conversation with him. So, uh, as I said yesterday, press conference was at nine thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially what we're getting from the franchise is that they are going to be patient uh, with Bungosi. Yeah. What did you take from the whole situation? I don't even know. The situation really? is, is, is quite baffling. Um, I think I like the, the Bulls' position on it. Yeah. Uh, they've kind of leaned into the greater issue, mm-hmm. right? Which is mental health. I'm actually looking for, um, I'm actually looking for a statement here that I, I read mm. yesterday. Um, a, a little bit of what was said at that press conference. I think for me, what, res- what what resonates with me about this whole situation is that no matter who you are, no matter where you work, like you can be Beyonce. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. But we are human. Before anything Absolutely. else, you know, and there, there normally does come that breaking point. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, um, people need to understand that. And I think that's what the Bulls are doing by yeah. them saying that, listen, they'll help, they'll help them through the mental health and then after deal with the sanctions. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Uh, and I think um, their CEO, Edgar Rathbone, um, obviously not answering every single question that was asked, but speaking again to the actual issue here, the, the real problem. And he, he said something quite interesting. He said, whether or not Spungosi's future is with us at the Bulls or somewhere else, our sole priority right now is to get him right for that reality, yeah. you know, and I think that was really pertinent. I think we have Renier back on the phone line with us. Renier, are you there? You. All right, yeah. we can hear you now. Uh, we lost you somewhere. We could kind of <laughs> hear you. You couldn't hear yeah. us. We're trying to stop you. He, was, oh. he was talking about um, 
um, that the, the, the mental health conversations aren't had mm. at large and aren't had enough within sports teams and within sporting codes? Yeah, look, I mean, the reality is that we teach kids from a young age how to pass a ball and kick a ball, but we never teach them how to be adults and how to be functioning adults in, in society. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the big thing for me is that I hope that the conversations and the articles about this issue is common knowledge it's had on public forums and we can get both young men young women involved in conversations around look you're going to have a good time and if you're a pro athlete you're going to have a good time with your life but you will deal with adult issues as well um and and you need to be equipped to deal with those issues and i think look edgar is a very clever guy he's a fantastic guy he's a great ceo as well and he'll give Sprue all the attention and all the care that he needs. And, and I mean, for me, the important thing is that him going out in front of it saying, listen, we're not talking about rugby. We're not even talking about the bulls. We're talking about a human being here. And we're going to focus on that first. That, for me, is, is, is the important thing. Yeah, and this issue seemingly coming out of nowhere, but it so often is that way with mental health, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, so no surprises in terms of how it all happened. Um, obviously, every organization, every uh, structure has its procedures. The Bulls are in a space right now where when trying to deal with this Bungos issue as a human, right, and, and dealing with the mental health side of things, uh, they also have to, to kind of stick to whatever their precedents are around matters like this. Have you heard anything? Um, I know we're going purely on what we've heard yesterday, but I'm not sure if you've heard any whispers of what could potentially come next. How, how do you think they should deal with it on a, you know, you can't obviously allow certain things to happen. Uh, there needs to be a greater channel of communication, but there is a much larger issue. Just lastly there. Yeah, look, I mean, I think the, the most important thing is that Spoo gets the care that he deserves. I'm not picking up anything from the Bulls, and, and to their credit, they're not discussing, they really aren't discussing rugby. They are discussing a human being and getting him the best care for whatever it is that, that he needs. Um, look, I mean, legality-wise, he's contracted to the Bulls, and, and that'll be the contract in place until it isn't. Uh, if something changes with that, I mean, they'll be very up upfront and clear about it. Um, but but at the moment, they're all just discussing Spoo as a human being and making sure that he gets the care that he deserves, and rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they say accumulating pressure, yeah? That's ultimately mm-hmm. what causes breakdown. No surprises there. These guys play at a really high level. It's, it's, it's pressure consistent. Um, let's talk about someone who was under a lot of pressure over the past couple of months, and that pressure was ultimately telling. Uh, Eddie Jones, yeah, he's been sacked by England. This is nine months before the Rugby World Cup. A lot of surprise uh, on the socials about this sacking. Uh, people thought that Eddie Jones would at least be given the World Cup because we, we know what he can do on the biggest stage. Uh, it was a dismal year for the England for England in terms of the calendar year, as it were, and the results that they got this year. In fact, one of their worst in a very long time. There was mounting pressure. We heard the boos and Twickenham after that game uh, via the Springboks. And now we're here. Is this uh, too reactionary? Um, Rainier, how would you break down Eddie Jones' sacking? And is it the right move from England? Look, I mean, they just, after seven years, they sacked the most successful England coach ever. I don't understand why. Um, Look, I mean, I understand what they're saying with regards to Six Nations and, and, and constantly moving forward. But the reality of the matter is of Eddie Jones as a coach. He's coached at four Rugby World Cups. In 2003, he was the coach of Australia. They made it to the final. They lost to England. In 2007, he was a technical advisor for the box. We won the thing. In 2011, he didn't coach the World Cup. In 2015, he coached Japan. They beat the Springboks and had a very successful World Cup, uh, considering where they were and what were expected of them. And in 2019, he coached England all the way to the final. So this dude clearly knows what he's doing when it comes to knockout games. He's, he is fant- he's, a, he's a Zidane of knockout games. 
He is so good at coaching at that pressure. He's so good at preparing his players for the World Cup. And I mean, for me to, to say that you're going to get rid of him because of his uh, results in a November test or his results in a, in a Six Nations less than a year out from the World Cup, I really don't understand it because there's no one more successful at a World Cup level than he is. So why would you get rid of him? I wouldn't know. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I think that he's he's rightly a little bit disgruntled about the whole thing. But I think it is super reactionary and, and hot-headed and, and probably ill-advised. Mm. Getting rid of a coach so close to a World Cup, how could this somewhat um, affect the players? I mean, I know many people say that um, it's not that long, but I believe that it's really close. Look, the thing for me is, like, if, if a coach has lost the dressing room, as they say in sporting circles, if he's lost the respect of the players, he's lost the boardroom, he's lost the sponsors, then there's something to be said for getting rid of a coach. But no player has gone out and said anything bad about Eddie Jones here. So I think it will be more of an unsettling effect in the English dressing room than it, than it would be um, anywhere else. You know, if he, if he was going through a tough time personally with the players and they were struggling and they were a coup and blah, 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 then I'd understand, okay, cool, make the, make the change and give the players what they want because at the end of the day, they need to perform. But the reality is the players are quite happy with what's going on and what the plan are, what the plans are. So I I could expect that whoever comes in, look, there's a lot of rumors of who it will be, whether it be uh, Borthwick or, or Razor Ray or whoever it is. But the reality of the matter is that I don't see a lot of changes when it comes to their game plan because I think the players are happy with what's going on. I think it'll be very unsettling. And, and, and I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I think it's a mistake. All right, let's turn attention uh, over to the Sevens setup. Uh, it's the Dubai Sevens this weekend, yeah? Uh, Sunday in Mobile, we'll finally get to uh, make a lot, or rather in Cape Town, we'll finally get to, to make out um, more of uh, him in this position as head coach. Uh, what did you make of them winning the Dubai Sevens? What did you see from the Blitzbox side, and what are you expecting in Cape Town? You know, I mean, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when Sticks was appointed, and the conversation was around, is he going to be able to keep that kind of channel open, that gateway open with young players? And a guy like Ricardo Duarte steps onto the scene, has a fantastic de- debut tournament, and, and he's only going to go from strength to strength uh, come Cape Town this weekend. So, look, I mean, the pipeline of, of, of players clearly still open. The level of performance clearly is still there. And, I mean, that's actually what everyone wants, is just consistency and, and not having this be a, you know, a, a confusing time for SA7. So, really happy with the boys. I think they've played at a level that they've, uh, didn't really achieve since COVID. They haven't really been up to that level where they looked physically conditioned, they looked physically into the fight. And, and I mean, it showed in that semi-final against New Zealand, they were quite happy to go the distance and uh, and score them to, to get to the final. Ireland, unfortunately, just aren't on our level when it comes to how we can play and if we're on it for the day. So, look, it's it's one tournament in, one tournament won. It's a fantastic start for a, for a young coach, for a new coach. And uh, he's done it with some new players as well. So, I mean, all in all, it's glowing report cards all around. Yeah, and it's back to Cape Town, yeah? Uh, they don't have too many fond memories of Cape Town, at least the recent World Cup. Uh, so hopefully they can uh, fix those demons, right, those wrongs. Uh, thank you so much, Renier, for coming on. Really do appreciate your time. Yeah, we'll do it again very soon. All good, bud. All right, cheerio. Cheers. Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.